This week's episode of Aliens Explored is dedicated to our Explorer of the Week, Toby Foams. Toby has signed up to our Patreon page and uh, is enjoying the benefits of being one of our patrons. If you, if you want to see what benefits that could uh, accrue to you, whilst also funding us in a modest way to do what, what we love and which we know you love too, then uh, check out our Patreon page at uh, patreon.com forward slash aliens explored. Thanks once again, Toby, and enjoy the show. Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? The Vatican has long been rumoured to have many magical possessions tucked away in its secret vaults, ranging from the perfectly preserved body of Jesus Christ to Satan himself. Of particular interest to us is the claim that the Vatican has evidence of ETs, or even actual living aliens, tucked away somewhere safe where they won't undermine the very foundations of Christian belief. Join us on Aliens Explored as we plunge headlong into Dan Brown Vatican conspiracy theory territory. Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs, extraterrestrials, all manner of historical and recent events. I am one of your hosts, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. And how are you doing, Neil? I'm doing very very well, thank you. I mean, you asked me if I was ready just now, and I was born ready. I said, no, I wasn't born ready. I wasn't born ready for anything. Most of us are born kind of a blue colour, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Bluey rather than ready. Not that I've experienced this firsthand. Uh, I mean, being born, obviously I did, but I don't remember Mm, it. Don't have much memory of it. (laughs) There there are people who claim to remember being born, aren't they? Yeah, I'm sceptical. Or they've been taken. (laughs) But is it Church of Scientology? Can they take you... Take you back to that kind of memory, recovered. Actually, that's dodgy territory, isn't it? Recovered memory. Uh, we, well, we, we have we, talked we, about uh, both recovered memories and Scientology here on the we, podcast. We have, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to change the subject, though, very rapidly um, <laughs> for no reason. Um, your T-shirt, I want to talk to you about your T-shirt. Now, our, our listeners obviously can't see your T-shirt, but uh, that's a T-shirt from the Cinema Museum, is it not? It is. It is the the Cinema Museum in Kennington in South London. It's in the old workhouse where um, Charlie Chaplin spent some time as an inmate, as a as a small child. As an and inmate, it was, it was the workhouse. You know, oh you, right, right, yes. it was the workhouse. Yeah, yes. You, you impoverished people were sent there to to labour, mm. and in, in return for food and shelter. And but now it's this wonderful museum, and it's got all these projectors. It's got all these sort of. Um, posters up everywhere uh, but it's also got screening rooms it's the main sort of hall where they they will project films um sometimes silent films with a, a live piano accompaniment mm-hmm. um and they've got a little sort of 
a little sort of mock up nineteen fifties flea bit flea f- flea pit cinema. <laughs> Um, well, you might get yeah. a flea bit in the flea. Yeah, pit. well, you might get a flea bit in there. Yeah, and um, had some had some wonderful experiences there. There was, yeah, remember that time we went and um, well, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to mention it. Yeah, I, I remember us going and uh, seeing the. Uh, uh, oh, now I forget which movie it was. It was the horror the, movie, wasn't it? It was the it was the Cat and the Canary, a nineteen twenty eight version. But what really moved me was before that, before that. There was a little presentation by these two guys about Felix the cat, mm. the cartoon cat who started life in about 1919, was very sort of Charlie Chaplin-esque. And they mentioned um, the kind of merchandise that was that was on sale to a company yes. for fans of Felix the cat. And one of the pieces of merchandise was this piece of sheet music for a song called Felix Kept on Walking. And it just happened that was it the daughter or granddaughter of the person who it was composed the granddaughter, that music? Yeah. The granddaughter, who was quite an old lady, wasn't she? She was in her eighties, I would oh, say. Yeah. She happened to be there in the audience. She didn't know this was coming. I think her friends had brought her along. She'd never heard this song, um, but there was a, there were a couple of musical historians there, and they performed it for her. The guy yeah. who was going to play the piano for the cat and the canary played the music and. And um, this nice lady sang the words, so she'd never heard this song that her father composed. Very moving. But that's the kind of thing they do in the, the cinema museum. Well worth yes. a trip if you're in South London. They Very need lots of support. They lots do need support. lots of support. They had a tough time during the pandemic. They they made it through. We, we, we don't have a government that's particularly friendly or sympathetic to this kind of cause. Oh, the arts but in general. The arts in general. Or even yes. an understanding of it. Well, we we have but, an arts and culture minister or a culture, yeah, no, something no. minister. But but unless it's football, they really don't care. Mm. Um, that would be soccer for our American friends. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're just not interested. They they make some like, oh, isn't it great that the theatres are back open? They they like to they bathe don't in give any support. They they like to be seen at the opera. Yeah, showing it's, that they. It's like when you get the, um, the the MPs, the members of parliament, being photographed outside food banks. It's like, well, you're the people who've caused this to yeah. be needed. Not, and, and, of course, they're self-funded, the food banks. It's not like they get any help from the government. No. Um, so, yeah. Our, our culture secretary does nothing but um, um, <laughs> make, a, make a fool of herself every time she opens her mouth. Um, there, there was there was a quip recently that for someone who's so keen on on privatisation, she's she's been more publicly owned than than any other minister. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, politics is probably not a good topic no. for us to get into. Otherwise, we won't end up talking about anything else. From this yes, let, let, let's get onto the much safer uh, ground of religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not it's not specifically about religion. In general, is it that we're talking? Um, no, this it's a particular is, church we're going to have a pop up today. It is. It is. The, I mean, the church to end all churches, I suppose. Mm. Um, the um, uh, tax status in question, Vatican. Yes. Uh, now, this is not Vatican City, but rather the Vatican itself. Um, aren't, aren't they one and the same? Isn't the Vatican? I mean, I know Vatican City is actually a country, isn't it? It has a seat. It, it, it is. It has its a own seat country. at the UN. The Pope is a, a head of state. Yes, um, I, I thought you've got the Vatican building, which is in Vatican mm. City. 
but Vatican City isn't very big. It's it's inside Rome. Oh yeah, it's in the middle of Rome, but it's a yeah. country. Yeah, um, and that's why yeah, for our American listeners, it's often a problem if you have a a president who is a Catholic, because basically you don't want your president to be told what to do by the head of another state, and However. on on, cer- <laughs> on certain issues. You know, if you've got a Catholic president, he's he's going to listen to what the Pope has to say about it. Well, he's supposed and to. He's supposed Certainly. to. So, like the Kennedys, they kind of have to play down their Catholicism a bit. It can be a bit. Um, mm. So here, so the Pope, it, an immensely powerful man. It's very important that uh, the American presidents are seen to be Christian. Then, yes. That's very important. Very important. It can't, have anybody, it can't have any atheists. Um, <laughs> but but not beholden to another head of state. Yeah, it's all very complicated. That's especially, why we don't ever discuss politics. Especially the head <laughs> of perhaps one of the smallest states in the world. Yes. But deep inside the Vatican, I'm going to just change that subject. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to digress a lot of this one, I can tell. There are... Basically, the Vatican is a massive warehouse for a lot of artifacts and relics from history, from throughout Catholicism. That, that's well known. It, um, uh, but unlike a museum, um, we're not allowed to go in and see them. Well, no, there, there are there are some public um, mm. libraries and and areas that people can go. Um, mm. But there are yes, some things where they they're kept. Maybe for safety, possibly for secrecy as well. Now, the trouble with the secrecy side is it's secret, so hmm. we can't be absolutely sure. And it, in fact, you know, I'm going to make a declaration almost everything we're going to discuss today is rumors. Yes, it's unverifiable, uh, <laughs> except for one uh, thing. Unlike, unlike our normal podcast. Mm. Yes, but you've got witnesses, you've got dates, times, things mm. like that. Um, it, this is a little bit less. But there is actually one artefact, which I won't come on to just yet, that is absolutely real, and the Vatican has confirmed it is real. But mm-hmm. we will we will come on to that in a little bit. Um, now, Neil, when, we, when I said we were going to discuss like ancient devices, artefacts, mm. relics, UFO technology hidden in the Vatican... Well, first of all, I want to know, what was your initial reaction to that? Well, you know, my, my initial reaction was we're getting into serious Dan Brown territory here, the secrets <laughs> of the Vatican, the Knights Templar, the legends, the Illuminati, and, and, and all this. And there are all sorts of things rumoured to be hidden in the bowels of the Vatican, including the um, the totally, the perfectly preserved and undecayed body of Christ um, and Satan himself. Yes. Uh, locked in a cage down there I've somewhere. Heard, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but where where our interest was piqued was that that the possibly they they have evidence of aliens hidden so down there. I'm what I'm hearing from that is that your initial reaction was it's a load of bollocks, <laughs> or is that too extreme? I, I find the idea of aliens and the Vatican that don't go together very well. I mean, there's this claim that um, some skulls with elongated heads and small face, small faces who, who look just like, you know, the skulls of, of greys um, were, 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 were found underneath the Vatican. Yes, they were in years. 1998. Some, and the, the, some believe that the Vatican has more direct evidence of aliens. Well, here's my problem. I mean, the Vatican 
excuse me to our, our Christian listeners, the Vatican is very is still, I think, a very medieval institution. And mm-hmm. to, to give you, uh, what I, as an illustration, is the case of um, Galileo. Uh, Galileo, um, who first observed, well, who, who produced his theory, a very, very strongly um, supported theory, um, back in the 1600s, early 1600s, that um, the Earth was not the centre of the universe and the Earth actually revolves around the sun and not the other way round. Um, so um, in 1633, the, um, the Inquisition, the famous Spanish Inquisition, but the, 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 the Vatican Inquisition, um, forced him to recant. They, they said, I mean, he's... He's 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 rumored to as he as he left the courtroom to say well yeah all the same you know he didn't really recant but basically that it was it was a, a it was a matter of doctrine in the Catholic Church that the Earth was the center of the universe and everything else revolves around it and it was only in 1992 mm-hmm. um, it was Pope John Paul II who set up. Um, um, an academy in 1979, um, but it was only in, and they, 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 you know, they, they cogitated on all this stuff. And eventually in 1992, Pope John Paul II officially declared that Galileo was right and that there had been some problems with the case presented by the Inquisition back in 1633. So it's, so am I right in thinking that it was Catholic doctrine until 1992 that, that, that the earth was the center of the universe and everything revolved around it. Yes. They, they still, so if you're a Catholic, you believe that the, the well, sun goes around the earth and not the other way around. I mean, bear in mind, one of the things with religion is that they might talk in a metaphysical sense or even a metaphorical one. But so, no, you know, um, so like basically the, the, the universe revolves around the earth. Um, hmm. They could argue, yes, but we were talking metaphorically that, you know, basically like this is the center of God's creation or. Well, in, in, I mean, in terms of physical movement, no, they're absolutely wrong, but in terms of, um, do you know where the center of the universe is? No idea. It's right here. Is it? It's right here where I am, or it's right here where you are, yeah, because that's the nature of the universe, that wherever you are, you're at the centre of the universe. I saw that that on QI. That's a bigger question. The whole fact that the universe is expanding and will one day contract kind of puts that... But anyway, if you could, if you could, if you could travel, and you could, you can't, you could never get to the end of the universe because you'd end up back where you started. Oh, because it's a donut shape. Yeah. Mm. Or oh, yeah. whatever shape it that's, is. Yeah. That's 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 digressing quite a bit yeah. into some very deep um, physics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what, anyway, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that let, let's come back on to um, one of the things you mentioned. So these alien skulls. Hmm. that were discovered in 1998. Like you say, they've got these elongated heads, they've got these small faces to them. Hmm. What explanation would you give for that? Now, bear in mind, they were shown, they were presented, and then everyone goes, oh, look, it's aliens, and the Vatican went, right, you're not seeing them again, and they've hidden them away, and nobody's um, ever seen them since. Well, I'm looking at this picture of a, a bishop holding up 
um, some sort of tray, or it looks looks like it might be a book, uh, with a skull on top of it. Okay. And it's it's a very unusual looking skull. The, what's striking about it is that the eye sockets are huge. Okay. Um, but so we're not know. talking about one of these tribes where they bind their heads to elongate them, because that's that's a thing. Well, it, it doesn't really look like an elongated skull. It's just like a skull with very very big eyes, very big eye sockets. So I don't know. I mean, it's 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 intact. It's got. Um, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's not the shape of a normal human skull. I don't know what it is. I mean, would would they release them for examination? Nope. They because just sort of... they produced them. People went, "Oh, it looks like aliens," and the Vatican literally put them away again and say, "Right, you're not seeing them ever again." The caption underneath the photo says why they would keep aliens a secret and why such aliens would be living in the Vatican's secret archive of all places is unknown. So what are the, I mean, what would, I, I don't mind understand. That the Vatican, so the Catholic Church is one of the richest institutions in the world. Yeah. And they're also like an, all due respect to you know our Catholic and Christian listeners, they have historically always been about power and control. That's and uh, no that argument for me from, there. No, I didn't think there would be. That's <laughs> about knowledge. And here's the thing: they may be the people sort of controlling the flow of knowledge about UFOs. Hmm. Oh, again, deep for reasons of we are Dan Brown territory here. Yeah. Um, but what I don't get was why would they, if they've got this skull or evidence of an alien, why they would let us have a quick peek at it and say, look what we've got, and then hide it away. And, well, can we have another look at it? Well, uh, no, no, no. We've hidden it in our secret archive. It's theoretically possible that the people who discovered it didn't know what it was. Um, and just sort of went off piste and, and uh, showed oh, look, it to everyone. Oh, look, is this interesting? Look what we found. Oh, shit, our... they've identified it. Get rid of that. <laughs> That's my theory anyway. Lots of other theories exist. Anyway, there's, there are other things I want us to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's rumours that the Vatican has the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Now, so, are you aware of the UFO connection with the Ark of the Covenant? No, I'm only... Well, only from the Tomb Raider, not Tomb Raider... Um, Indiana Jones movies, yeah. Well, yeah, they they kind of they've got it right in a sense that um, the Ark of the Covenant was supposed to be a communication device with God. Mm. Um, There are also, but so it's it's a it's a it's a box, isn't it? It's a trunk. It's it's yeah. It's a large large box. Uh, I think the dimensions were even given in sections mm. of the Bible. Although the Bible, as we know it today, was only written six hundred years ago. Let's not forget. Yeah, in in the um, movie, it's about the size of a chest freezer, isn't it? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Not one that Indy gets into to survive a nuclear blast. Um, but there are also <laughs> reports historically that the Ark of the Covenant itself is very highly radioactive. It was used as a weapon to wipe out entire cities. Um, And there are many theories that it is, in fact, alien technology. Uh, Now, whether this is alien technology that 
we discovered and didn't understand whether it's alien technology that was given to a set of people for use against their enemies or for protection is really hard to gauge. But um, quite often throughout ufology, like looking at historical events, the Ark of the Covenant does crop up time and time again. So the fact mm. that there's rumours of it in the Vatican, mm. in the catacombs, yeah, that's uh, I find that quite compelling. And really, yeah, no, I don't. Well, likewise, the Holy Grail. Yeah, now, we think of the Holy Grail as this cup that. You put water in and it gives you everlasting life. What if it is some sort of t- medical technological device? Um, well, th- there's a book, isn't there? Um, holy, is it? I've forgotten. Holy blood, holy something. But it's basically the argument is when when they say holy grail, is, is that the right translation? Are they saying um, that the 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 San Grail? The, the the holy grail or the sang rael the holy blood ah that's dan brown again um is it <laughs> that, dan brown that, yeah that was in oh, okay. the, the da vinci code no yes. there, there, it was it was holy blood or holy there was a book that came out in the 80s that pondered that question that maybe when people are talking about the holy grail what they're actually talking about is some kind of holy bloodline but then dan brown picked that up for one of his he definitely books. did that was in the da vinci code um, yeah Definitely. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to suggest that what we're talking about is a device. Now, bear in mind that what we do as humans is if we see something that we don't understand, we ascribe things we do understand to it. So if it looks like a cup or if it is a vessel of some description that you put liquid in for the, the patient, the recipient to then take... Mm-hmm. That sounds like a grail. That sounds like a cup or a chalice or whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's what we would then ascribe to it. Um, so I just think that's, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past that that's alien technology. I, I'll tell you something I know about um, relics. Um, back in the 1500s, the time of Henry VIII, when you know, with, with, when he was married to Anne Boleyn, and he decided to dissolve the monasteries. He'd had his split with Rome. He was going to get rid of the monasteries. Had them all knocked down, and he he found all these all these relics, and of course knocked down this monastery. And there was a there was a relic, and it was the was it the hand of the penitent sinner? It's basically this mummified hand nailed to a bit of wood. Okay, and it's meant to be the hand of the penitent sinner from from Calvary from the crucifixion. And then knocked down another monastery and found another one, and then another one, and then another, they found about a dozen of them. You know, <laughs> and, and all about these other right. relics, they just found loads and loads and loads of them. So, um, the Catholic Church, maybe not the Vatican, well, probably the Vatican itself, but certainly the Catholic Church has form for faking these things, claiming these things are are real. Do you know? Do you know um, the Inquisition? Right, the Inquisition who. Um, forced Galileo to recant. Do you know that the exis- the Inquisition still exists to this day? Mm, yes. And I think it's about one bloke. It's, it's, it's they, they severely reduced the workforce. And it's this guy whose job it is, whenever anyone reports a miracle, he has to go and investigate it. Mm. 
and I think there's there's rich ground for comedy here. But this story about this guy who's who, who, who's old and tired, he's never actually seen anything miraculous in his life. He's just got back from a trek to the deepest jungles of Brazil to to because someone saw the Virgin Mary there, and then he, he's just got home. He's, he's hardly got his shoes off, and he gets a phone call and says, sorry, you've got to go out to the Philippines because somebody's, you know, statue, someone's, someone's crossed, you know, statue of Christ on the cross has started bleeding again. So you go, you know, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, off to the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah I imagine that's what he does. And everywhere he goes, he turns up unexpectedly. Because uh, yeah. nobody, nobody expects this. Yeah, I hope he is Spanish. <laughs> And but um, yeah, right. he's never seen a miracle. He's just seen all these, all these fakeries, or just you know, travelled thousands uh, of miles to hear some <laughs> wild tale told by someone with clear <laughs> mental health issues. You know, that's it's, that's my my view of things. It's a, it's a dim view. I'll, 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 oh, there I'll admit, there but, is more more things in heaven and earth and all that. There are a lot of strange and mysterious things that go on, and I've seen a lot of miracles reported that defy explanation. Absolutely. Anyway, there are two more things I want to to discuss um, as artefacts that are rumoured to be beneath the Vatican. Um, Have you heard of the chronovisor? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now, this is is a set of glasses um, that uh, use electromagnetic radiation to enable the wearer to see into the past. Uh, Yes. Um, Now, there are numerous reports from religious people, hmm. like fathers here and there, of reports who have claimed to have seen historical events using these glasses. Um, A father, Francois Brunner, um, in his ah, book he, Le Nouveau Mystère de Vatican, the chronovisor is it uses electromagnetic radiation left over from past events. He claimed to have witnessed historical events such as the crucifixion of Christ and a performance of the lost tragedy Thiestes. Yeah. Now, Father Brunner is the one who claims to have created them, I believe. Um, he... he, he Father Brun claims that the device was rumoured to have been created and owned by the Vatican. It doesn't say who created it, it just says owned by the Vatican. But then it was dismantled because it would be too powerful for any one person. I'm going to say something like that, um, especially like the age of it, which we're talking, it's got to be alien technology. It's got to be alien technology for that level. It actually says this device was theoretically built by the world's greatest scientists in the 1950s. I'm going to say it's alien technology. <laughs> okay. Definitely. And, and the what last was the thing I wanted to talk to you about. Now, this is absolutely a real item. The Vatican mm. acknowledges it is real. Mm-hmm. However, they won't allow anybody to look at it. Of course. It is a book called mm. The Grand Grimoire. Now, the Grand Grimoire is a book, allegedly, of various magical spells and summoning rituals and uh, instructions for making magical devices. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's an alien tech manual. There are all sorts of things in the, the Grand Grimoire. I mean, it's an alleged medieval book 
written in the 16th century by Honorius of Thebes, who claimed to be possessed by the devil himself. Um, it offers instructions on how to summon up the devil. And apparently there are copies of it, but the copies don't work. The copies aren't magical. Right. So here's here's my, my take on this. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to the old Arthur C. Clarke quote that any technology advanced enough would appear like magic to... Oh, of course, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the definition of magic, right. isn't it? It's te- technology that we don't understand. Exactly. So you go back to medieval times. You've got perhaps uh, an extraterrestrial communicating telepathically. Could mm-hmm. very easily seem to be um, someone being possessed by the devil. They write this book full of lots of different technical ways of doing things that would seem magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think the Grand Grimoire, and they talk about copies, but who's to say they've copied it accurately? Well, there's the story of the um, the first balloon flight, isn't there, by the... Um the, who were the, the French brothers? Who they 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 looked they flew in this balloon, it was a very simple balloon. It was it was just heated from a fire on the ground, mm-hmm. and then it just sort of took off and flew a, a short distance. And uh, where they when they landed, they were set upon by peasants who believed that they were they were witches or that they were yeah demons because because what they saw yeah they they'd never heard of a uh, the Montgolfier brothers Montgolfier yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That um, yeah, they were they were dealing in in black magic. They they discovered the power of flight and yeah, yeah. So so yeah, any any new technology, especially when seen by you, know, you can imagine you can imagine what it's like if you're you're a primitive tribesman living in a jungle and suddenly you you come face to face with you know, basically you're living in the Stone Age and you suddenly come face to face with 21st century technology. It must be terrifying. Exactly. So that is my take on the Grand Grimoire. Okay. It's an alien tech manual. So come on, tell me tell me how bonkers I am for all this stuff. <laughs> I, I think um the Vatican, as you say, is one of the wealthiest organiz it's the wealthiest church in the world, isn't it? A very wealthy organization. And their wealth and their power, although much diminished now compared to when churches were <laughs> were did run the world. Unless um, they're wielding power behind the scenes, which wealth allows. Which, yeah, but it's, yeah, they're, they're obviously they're, with their wealth they can influence. But um, in previous times, they could they could influence by claiming to speak um, mm. with the voice of God and, and that they would have been believed. Yes. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of their power comes from mystery. So it's... It's it's in their interest to claim to have all these things hidden away that we you know, we've we've actually got evidence that the Bible's true, but we can't show it to you because it's cursed or whatever reason. Their followers may or may not believe it. I'm, I'm, they're probably inclined to believe it, but I don't. Yeah, I some just, who do, some who don't. Yeah, um, but absolutely. as I say, they they, they 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 thrive on this mystery. I mean, there was even a, a big schism in the church, wasn't there about? Um, about whether to perform the, the the mass in Latin or or in in whatever language people was English or Spanish or whatever they, they were speaking, um, and the, the argument for the Latin mass was that basically we want people to come to church and they will hear this incantation that they can't understand. 
and the fact that they can't understand it makes it seem more magical to them. Mm. Um, that that was the argument for keeping it in Latin. There's there's, there's nothing particularly holy about the Latin language, but what I think is in the in the hidden in the Vatican is nothing. I don't think they've got anything at all. If right. we're playing poker, I'd say you know you. you nothing <laughs> yeah as cool hand luke once said sometimes nothing is a real cool hand um it, it's that um the, the the secret archive is actually a mistranslation that uh in the original latin the word secretum doesn't mean secret it means personal so mm. if you suddenly say well it's the vatican's personal archive yeah that's a lot less interesting is that well there is a secret archive in that they have archives that they do not let people in. That that that's not a the the fact it exists is not a secret. But that would also apply to personal, wasn't it? I mean, there's things I've yeah. got that I wouldn't show people because it's personal. Absolutely, absolutely. We've all got but, our uh, well, not not all got our secrets. The other, if you if you've nothing to hide, you've nothing to fear. Well, whoever says that, tell them to take all their clothes off then. What have you got to to hide? Come on, then. (laughs) Let's not tempt people. Uh, So my challenge, my challenge (laughs) to the the Vatican, to the Vatican, (laughs) I'm saying I'm going public now. Uh, I I can hold my tongue no longer. Um, If you've got all this stuff, let's have a look. Show it to us. And then then I will believe you will convert me. Well, a lot of it, of course, is not being claimed by the Vatican itself. So... Mm. We will see, but let but, us but, know. But the Vatican this. hasn't denied. Has the Vatican denied it? Have they said no? Nope, we've got nothing like that. Uh, sometimes, yeah. A, th- a, a pair of glasses that you can look into the past. No, we've got nothing like that. That's, that sounds a bit fanciful to me. <laughs> no, the, nothing the devil to himself see here. locked in a case. No, no, we've not got him. <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know what you think, listeners, uh, about the Vatican and whether these. Ancient devices, these relics, this UFO evidence is in fact down there um, or not, are we? Am I just barking mad as uh, <laughs> as Neil would have us believe? <laughs> uh, you can let us know via the usual means. You can email us aliensexplored at gmail. Let me try that again. Aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can contact us on Facebook and currently Twitter uh, by searching Aliens Explored. I'm saying currently, I'm really, with Twitter's new ownership, I'm really considering um, taking everything off Twitter at the moment. Okay. Uh, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, but at the mm. moment, we're on Twitter. Um, yeah, you can find us on Aliens Explored uh, and definitely on Facebook. And, of course, if you are one of our special Patreon members, you get exclusive access to our Discord server, which is definitely not going anywhere. Uh, and on our Discord, you can chat with us. You can chat with other like-minded listeners uh, about this episode, about all our episodes, and anything to do with ufology. Uh, you can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash aliens explored where you can get all sorts of fancy things as well as the discord access you can get fancy t-shirts not of the cinema museum like neil is sporting uh but of aliens explored um you get t-shirts you get chances to chat with us you get all sorts of things go along and have a look there's kind of something for everyone in there isn't there neil there really is 
And uh, speaking of magical things, as we have done in this episode, you want to make sure you join us next time because we will have a very special guest talking to us, uh, Brittany Dodson of the Be Magical podcast will be joining us to talk about the similarities and connections between ufology and the magical world. Definitely be looking forward to that one. Yep, I'm really looking forward to, to speaking with you, Brittany. It's going to be a fun show. It definitely, definitely is. So make sure you're listening to that one. In the meantime, keep watching Secret Archives everywhere and the skies. Take care for now. Catch you next time. Bye bye. Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit AliensExplored.com. <laughs>